Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. If you ever thought you were too busy to stop and take care of yourself, to eat healthy, to get exercise, you are going to love the guests we have on today. I want to introduce you to Jonathan Price of Nourish Performance. He has been a personal trainer and nutritionist for 16 years, so he knows a thing or two about all this stuff. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for coming on and joining us today. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited. I've got a bunch of questions, but the first one is, what got you into what you do now with nutrition? Uh, with nutrition? Um, well, everything started with fitness, but let's go to nutrition. So uh, once I kind of got the fitness part out of the way, I still had some digestive issues, some depression, some stuff like that, that I couldn't quite figure it out. And so I really started diving into different uh, nutrition uh, avenues, if you will. Um, and, uh, at the time my wife and I were living with the in-laws and we we're kind of transitioning, um, from my wife's internship to where we are now. Uh-huh. And I found the paleo diet by Lauren Cordain on my father-in-law's, uh, bookshelf. Oh, interesting. And I'm not, I was never a big one for like fad diets. I kind of just like brushed those aside. Right. And I, and I read the book and I was like, Oh my God, this makes like perfect sense. It's rational. You know, our bodies haven't adapted that much over the last mm. thousands and thousands of yeah. years. Um, and I just, it made rational sense. So I kind of adopted that and probably to my own fault, probably a little bit too dogmatic for a time of that, as we all tend to do, like something works, it's like, make it work better. Um, but I just kept reading, I kept reading any, any paleo book specifically I get my hands on. Uh, and then eventually I, I, um, realized that I couldn't help everyone. Like everyone needs something different. So a lot of my clients, my personal training clients at the time, were doing really great on a paleo style diet. Mm-hmm. But there's some that just they weren't making progress. Like they oh. weight, they still had digestive issues. Uh, so then I was like, okay, I need to get some more formal education in this. I mean, I have a degree in health and human performance, but it didn't cover the nutrition side of those things. Um, and I actually went into a, a dietetics program at a local university and realized it was like stuff that. I was totally against it. It was food pyramid. It was just stuff that's the reason why the America's fat, right? And, <laughs> okay. Uh, I just, and it wouldn't work. I had a, I had a one-year-old at the time. So the schedule was just too like strict for my schedule. Yeah. And uh, I kind of gave up on that. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing my own thing, getting my, as much education I can. And uh, I was actually reading paleo magazine one day mm-hmm. and I, was, I never look at this the contributing authors and there was a gal in there named liz wolf and her mm-hmm. her uh title was ntp i was like what's ntp and uh i went and researched that title and came across the nutritional therapy association who followed all the stuff that i believe in and then some um and signed up and played theater and there i went Wow, so it really was a process of solving your own challenges and then seeing clients dealing with some of those same things. Exactly. Couldn't help everyone, but I wanted to. So I wanted to keep it learning and get more formal education. That's a great place to start for what you do in business. I love that. So you mentioned you started out actually with fitness. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that because you also are a personal trainer. Yeah, so uh, I always say fitness is my first love. when I was growing up, I was, I wanted to be athletic. I wasn't very mm-hmm. athletic, but like I had these dreams of being like the star football player, right? Uh-huh. All like the teenage boys do. Uh, but I also was chubby too. So um, I kind of got into fitness that way, kind of twofold. I wanted to look better and I want to be a better athlete. And okay. as those things started to happen, I got more self-esteem, 
I was like, you know what? I want to help other people feel the way I feel right now and really empower people. Um, and so I, I started personal training when I was 19 at a YMCA. Wow. And um, kind of did it on and off through college, ended up majoring in the field and have been full-time since. Wow, that's really young to uh, go into what you end up doing as a career. A lot of people that age have no clue what direction they're headed. You know, I still had no clue because my family's more of a traditional job, uh-huh. you know, like nine to five type things. Um, and personal training was definitely out of that out of that loop. And I, I went to college and I actually changed my major into marketing, um, thinking that was the more traditional route. And but mm-hmm. I kept somebody kept pulling me back uh, to personal training. And um, when I was about to finish my marketing degree, I was like, you know, what? I don't want to sit at a desk. I don't want to wear a suit and tie. Like this is not me. Mm-hmm. So I stayed another year and finished my initial major and like it just that was it was always in my head and it hasn't been since you know the industry itself is very difficult spits a lot of people out yeah and I've come real close a couple of times before I started my own business to to giving it up Mm -hmm. but I couldn't think of anything else I wanted to do it was just like something is pulling me like I need to be in this field and I will be for the rest of my career well can't say that but you know things always change but for the foreseeable future, I will be in this field of one, one shape or another. <laughs> I love that because I think when we find the thing that we're meant to be doing, that is how it feels. There's this pull of we just can't get away from it. We know it's what we're supposed to do. Right. Exactly. So how do you work with clients? Is it mostly in person? Is it virtual? And what's your favorite thing about that part of it? Uh, right now I'm on mostly in person. I do do some virtual nutrition clients, um, cause it's easier to do that, uh, virtual. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do, uh, I do mostly semi-private. Um, you know, what I found with personal training when I started out is it's very hard for that one-on-one price point. A lot of people just can't afford and to have any sort of lifestyle, you've got to make money too. So what I developed is more of a semi-private type of training where I get two people per hour mm-hmm. and they're doing different programs based on where they're at so it's, and I don't they don't have to find someone to pair up with I just put two people in an hour and then I train them with what their needs are that, that's kind of cool because that's got to be motivating for people too I know when I was dealing with it, you know a little bit of my story with losing weight that's one of the reasons I liked going to the gym was there were other people around who were doing the same thing and it made it easier yeah exactly that definitely more motivating to work out with someone yeah. it can be scary too but just got to know where you're starting where you're going Absolutely. And, and I like what you said earlier about it being the empowerment piece for you. If you found self-esteem through getting in shape, but I think for a lot of, I know my listeners, they're at a point in life where, you know, it maybe started out okay, whether they were healthy, not healthy, but they ended up extremely unhealthy and overweight and depressed and struggling with so many of those things. I know I did because I was so focused on building my business that I was sitting at a desk for, you know, 16, 17 hours a day. Right. not moving, not taking time to take care of myself, certainly not eating healthy. And it was, it was really hard to start making those changes. Um, hiring a trainer was one of the best things I ever did actually to, to help kind of shake me out of that um, yeah. and, and do that. So what advice would you give someone who is maybe thinking about working with somebody for either personal training or for nutritional health and they have no idea where to start to find somebody that they can trust or figure out you know, that, navigate that process. What, what advice would you would you have for that? You know, I get this I get this question kind of a lot actually yeah. uh, from two people: either people looking for a personal mm-hmm. trainer or someone who is wanting to get into personal training. Mm. But 
what I tell them is, and this is not a knock on any big box gyms at all. This is not a knock, but it's truth of the matter. Most trainers, if they're good and they're professional, are not going to be at the big box gyms. They're going to have their own space. They're going to be running space. They're, they're going to have their own business. Because they're good enough to maintain a clientele. They don't be able to get results. They're just that little following. Right. So that's one, is look for someone local uh, that you can get a personal referral to. Um, and make sure they're certified at least mm-hmm. one, but that they keep okay. trying to learn uh, as they go. They have multiple certifications. They're very passionate about what they do, that sort of thing. Um those are two main things. Make sure you're certified and, and look for those that are more of the local style gyms, have their own studios. Usually those are the more talented individuals. Not well, that everyone. But. Yeah, and I, I think too, those are the people who would understand, at least for my audience, the insane schedule that is uh, running your own business to kind of get where you're at, what you're going through. And I think you probably have more experience with some of the stressors that we deal with as business owners with for women, a lot of it is stress eating and some of those types of things, which I, I know you, you've got a big focus on nutrition and wellness and you've got problems around that. So what are two or three things we can do to deal with that challenge of, you know, you're really, really busy. How do you make time to stop and eat healthy food and to cook and, and all of those things? A uh, couple of things. So most I would well, I would say most. Some of your listeners have probably heard of uh, batch cooking. So, yeah. you know, m- making all your meals ahead of time, right? That sounds really intimidating. But the biggest thing I tell, especially my nutrition clients, is keep things simple. Like, there's all these elaborate recipes out there that take hours to make one thing. It doesn't need to be that bad. Like, when it yeah. comes down to any diet, you need real food. You need real proteins, real fats, and real carbohydrates. Like, those are your three big macros, right? Yes, I am so guilty of that with when I get on the kick of, okay, I want to really eat healthy. I'll go online and look for all these recipes, but I'm like, I don't even know what half of these ingredients are, and then I get discouraged. So you're saying keep it a lot simpler for yourself. Yep. Okay. Yeah, make, make sure. So if you're going to cook on Sunday, mm-hmm. get enough protein, whether you're, whatever your dietary following is, fish, chicken, mm-hmm. vegetarian protein, whatever, to last you at least till the next time you can cook, which a lot of people might be Wednesday or Thursday, or maybe it's the whole week. Uh, make sure you get your veggies, obviously. Everyone like, struggles with that. But that can be as easy as like a big bag from Costco of organic steamed vegetables. Mm-hmm. Like 10 bucks for three pounds. I mean, you can make that go for a month probably. And then some sort of healthy fat, whether it's nuts or olive oil or, or avocado just something simple like that's a square meal you get your protein your fat carbs it doesn't have to be like this 20 layer paleo lasagna thing like that takes you all afternoon to make like that's great if you have the time but most of us don't yeah and then the noodles still aren't totally cooked even though you followed the recipe maybe that's just me <laughs> so i get it that, that makes sense and you know one thing that's cool about it is I actually i thought when i started eating healthier that it was going to be this really expensive thing and if you keep it simple, you actually end up saving money and feeling better. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing I want to add is like, have, have a strategy in your back pocket for if you're not prepped, because there's going to be times you don't have food. So, so you're, you're have, saying McDonald's is not the backup strategy. Yeah, not really. You can make, <laughs> you can probably make an okay decision there if you know what you're doing, but, but really like, you know what I tell my clients and people who take my classes is find three, at least three places close mm-hmm. to your home or office that you can get a healthy meal. Like write them down. Like 
I can go one, two, three, I can get a healthy meal, mm-hmm. this, this, and this. And that's in your back pocket. So you have like, oh crap, I left my lunch. You're not gonna go to McDonald's. You're gonna go to wherever, call it in, go get it for lunch, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it may be. So have that, that, that mindfulness of where can I go if I'm not prepped. That's a great idea. If you've got a list like that, I would feel uh, less likely to, to make unhealthy choices there. That's a great idea. Um, so speaking of being prepped and ready for things, how do you deal with the holidays? Because that's always a challenge. So many people I've been talking to are actually right now trying to cut down and eat healthy because they know the holidays are coming and it's going to be insane. How do you deal with being around maybe family or friends and all of those sweets and all of the unhealthier foods um, and still stay feeling good because, I mean, you, you know how it is. If you start eating like that, you're going to crash. You're not going to feel well. You're not going to feel well emotionally. And you don't want to start off 2018 like that. Right. Uh, that, and that's a double-edged sword because, you know, willpower is, you know, not infinite. It's finite, right? Right. Um, but really to have, okay, if I know I'm going to a Christmas party, what am I doing earlier in the day? I'm getting plenty of water, being super clean. When I get there, I'm very mindful that, you know what, like, honestly, the first two bites of that dessert is probably what really tastes the best. And then after that, it's just like, you know, oh, you just eat it because it's there, right? right. So make up your mind, you're going to have, say, three bites of a dessert or three bites of your favorite holiday meal or something mm-hmm. like that. And then try to just throw it away or give it away or whatever you got to do, give it to <laughs> someone you don't like. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just have okay. the mindfulness is a big part of it. Like no, going in with a strategy of this is what I'm doing because of this. And you're going to limit the damage. Three bites of a chocolate, whatever, is not going to hurt you that bad. That's true. I, I never actually thought of that approach to it's okay to take a few bites. I'm usually trying to like focus on don't eat it. Um, that's, that's a much uh, more green sounding approach to it is just kind of balanced because well that that willpower is finite so eventually after three or four times of no 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 you're gonna be like yes 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 and uh, now the whole plate is (laughs) yours yeah the the whole plate of brownies is gone well and it's tough when it's family too to say no if grandma baked pie so i I like that idea you can eat a couple of bites it's not going to totally blow your your uh, calories for the day but just be mindful of it exactly And make good choices in that meal too, you know, maybe not have the bread or something. Something So do you find that for a lot of people when they start being more mindful of what they're eating, that it does solve, like you mentioned at the beginning, some of those other challenges as far as self-esteem, as far as depression, as far as like the emotional stuff we deal with? I I definitely think so because it reinforces that you have control. And, you know, diet's the hardest part of all of that. That entire equation of getting healthy, losing weight, diet, as you probably know, is the hardest part. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's much easier to just go to the gym and work out for an hour and still eat the M&Ms, but exactly. not, the, not the smartest approach for overall health. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah, and there's two pieces of that. Like, if you can be mindful there, you can be mindful everywhere else. But at the same time, is if you go off track, if you have that whole plate of brownies, like, don't let that snowball into a month of plates of brownies or a year or whatever it's like and I, i'm guilty of too like i'll let it snowball for a couple of days and then i'll be like okay write it in jp let's go back uh but yeah like just try not to guilt yourself if you do go off track it's not the end of the world it's one day out of mm-hmm. thousands of your life like or it's one meal really and just get back on track and you'll be right back where you'd be the next day probably so okay. that, that's that's a good approach to it kind of forgive yourself if you temporarily fall off track and don't let it be an excuse for a month or two off track. Exactly. 
Gotcha. So one of the things that you've got coming up is uh, a program called Fuel for the Busy, right? Yes. Okay, right. tell me a little bit about that. That caught my attention when you used that phrase because, <laughs> yeah, we're all busy. But, well, that's good. That's what I wanted to do is catch your attention. But, yeah, so Fuel for the Busy is a, a, pilot, or a program I've already piloted, uh, and it got really good results. I've got to make some changes, but I want to unleash it full bore, if you will, in January, February, New Year's type stuff. Mm -hmm. And it is a, it's a program geared towards the busy professional, the entrepreneur, the busy mom, whoever's just busy, don't think they have time to make those good choices or to prep. Uh, kind of takes you know, gives you strategies to get that prep done, but also kind of dispel a lot of myths of what a healthy diet is. Um, a healthy diet is different for everyone. Um, but yeah, it's just making it easy for those busy, busy people so they can optimize their work life, their family life, all those things. I love that because so often we use that for an excuse. I'm too busy to take care of myself. I'm too busy to fuel my body the right way. I'm too busy to go to the gym. And really, you're too busy not to. So where can uh, people go to find out more info about that program? I know it's nourishedperformance.com, right? And they can just get in touch with you? Yep, www.nourishedperformance.com. Okay. Uh, all my contact information is there. Um, I do have an option to buy the pilot program, but that will be going away as I get into the real program. Okay. Um, and look for updates in the very near future on that as far as dates and times and stuff like that. Awesome. So, guys, make sure that you uh, check out Jonathan's site and subscribe. There's some options to follow him on social media. Get on his list and check out his blog as well. You've got some really fascinating articles on your blog. I was just reading the one about binge eating. Not that, not that, you know, for a friend, I, I was reading that for a friend um, and it was, it was really interesting the way you broke down the effects that that has on us. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and everyone's different. Some people are moderators, some people are all or nothings and, and I'm an all or nothing. So mm -hmm. I, I know that about myself, but everyone's different. So. Yeah. What, what is the most common issue that you deal with when clients come to you that, that you see that's fixable. Cause I think sometimes we think we've got, we're, we're past the point where we can even get help. We might as well just give up. Um, what are those, those things that you see that they're actually easier to change than people think if they just make the decision to when it comes to health and wellness? I think the mindfulness eating part, mm -hmm. uh, that's the thing, you know, I, I struggle with that too sometimes, but like drain it in, but being mindful of what you're putting in your body. <clears throat> most clients struggle on the weekends when they're not with me, obviously. That's when all the temptations are there. So setting a plan beforehand, like this weekend, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to enjoy drinks with my friend one night. For the mm -hmm. rest of the week, I'm going to be active. I'm going to drink my water, you know, get my veggies in, eat all the good clean foods. Um, and, you know, there's room for indulgence on, on those weekends. Just, it just like, you know, I have a client that, uh, she, you know, she says, I only drink one day a week. But then I'm like, yeah, but then you don't feel good Sunday and your workout's not good Monday. It's like that turned into three days. Now we're almost half mm -hmm. your week because of one decision because you overindulge. So mm -hmm. going back to not binging, right? Not overindulging, like and still enjoying life. Um, and, you know, obviously I keep your goals in mind, but enjoying life so that, you know, you're not wearing out that willpower eating. Yeah. You don't go to those huge binge eating moments or binge drinking moments or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, that is true. We think this is, okay, just for this meal, just for today, just for this event. And it really does carry over into the next several days, sometimes even longer. Like, we don't feel good. Yeah, because, there, you know, out, yeah, out all the night before, it turns into the pizza the next day, it turns into whatever the next day. 
Yeah. It turns into a series of bad decisions. <laughs> exactly. So one of the things I noticed on your blog that was interesting to me, because Saturday is generally my cheat day, you don't do cheat meals or cheat day the way that you, you do nutrition. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so my biggest pet peeve is, you know, I want to say biggest, I have lots of pet peeves, but <laughs> one of my pet peeves is that, you know, these meal plans that have every Saturday or every Wednesday, whatever, maybe, is a cheat day. Uh-huh. You know, whether you want it or not, like that's your cheat day. So I don't know. I keep bringing up this willpower thing. Is like wait till you actually want something versus every Saturday I'm gonna have X. And by Saturday it gets you, you don't even want that. Like you feel good, you feel healthy, but oh, I have to cheat it because you can't have it for a week. I don't know. It just kind of makes like a, almost like an eating disorder out of it. And so yeah, just waiting for that opportunity of something you actually want. That's an interesting, I hadn't heard anybody put it like that before. And it's funny because, you know, Saturday is normally my cheat day. And I messaged a friend from the gym on Saturday. I was like, I don't want to eat junk today. I actually, I, I'm not hungry. Um, and we were having a conversation about that because most, most diets do have you take one day off a week, eat whatever you want, or, you know, go heavy on carbs this day. Um, so you just kind of have it be more of a, when there's something you really, really want, it's okay to make an exception. Exactly, but just don't make it something every single day. Just ask how often can I have exceptions? <laughs> I think that's dependent on on your goal. If you're if you're you know progressing towards your goal, whether mm-hmm. little or small, and you want something, have it. But if you know after a month you're kind of like, oh, now I'm still stuck at where I was a month ago, you probably indulge a little too much. So just back it off and be more mindful of how much of that you're enjoying too. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between, like we said, three bites of chocolate cake versus a whole chocolate cake or chocolate brownies or whatever. There's a big difference then from a mental standpoint and from a caloric standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of us have that grandma or mother voice in our head of, did you make a clean plate? They're starving children in Africa, and we feel so guilty not finishing all of the food. Um, yes. I, I, and, and that may also be an excuse to eat the entire chocolate cake. Um, but that's something to realize. We do have that option of sharing with someone else, maybe just a few bites of somebody else's piece of cake. Uh, yes. Split dessert. Never get your own dessert. I, I like that. Never get your own dessert. That's, yeah. that's cool. All right. So let's see. Um, man, I've got, I've got so many questions for you. This is one that could just go on. <laughs> um so what do you see overall as being kind of, if somebody's trying to figure out what meal plan or what diet, there are so many trendy fad diets out there. I know I've been on half of them. Um, how do you advise somebody to find the one that really works for them when there's so much confusing advice? Is that where it's really time to bring in a nutritionist and have a conversation? Yeah. Uh, Cause everyone has some different needs um, based on backgrounds, health history, that sort of thing. The, the main thing, and actually a couple of years ago, I was at a wedding and I was talking to a statistician who does uh, health stats. He's saying, you know, all these diets we've seen statistically that work for people, they mm-hmm. all focus on real food. So they focus on clean proteins, veggies, real, just real food, nothing in a package or minimal package stuff, not stuff like your Nutrisystems and your your trendy stuff or really fad stuff like the grapefruit diet like yeah it's real food but you're eliminating like everything right right yeah I... And, and, and i've been guilty of being dogmatic before i've done ketogenic and i was dogmatic keto for a while and i've since gone wow. to a more balanced approach for me because it just 
eventually the willpower ran out and then yeah. my energy was low and I just, you got to make that adjustment. So start with real food. Mm-hmm. Be wary of any diet that eliminates entire food groups or entire macronutrient. Okay. So, you know, the low so fat diet or something like Atkins or zero fat. You don't recommend trying those types of things. Not off the bat. Okay. You know, I would say with Atkins, there are people that will benefit from that, especially with a history of diabetes, metabolic syndrome, that sort of thing. Um, zero fat really probably never works for anyone. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't start there. I would start with just, just get the sugar, the processed foods out, eat real whole foods, see where you get with that. And then if that's not working, then maybe talk to me or another nutritionist and get their point of view. But uh, avoid those that are getting really dogmatic in their approach. Like, you can't ever have pasta ever again. You might can. But uh, if you're celiac, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah pasta's kind of on my off list. You know, that, that is interesting right. because sometimes I think we underestimate the power of those really small changes. Like, just, hey, I'm going to cut back on sugar. I'm going to cut back on different things. I know you're a nutritionist. You might want to cover your ears when I share this. A few years back, I realized that, because I drink a lot of coffee and I like creamer. I was drinking in one week more than 2,000 calories just in coffee creamer. Um, yeah, and I cut that out of my diet and I started losing weight. I was like, I changed one thing. Um, and, and I lost weight from it because I didn't realize how many calories I was consuming just in my coffee. Yeah. Um, so that, that and soda, man, are like the two top, like, you cut those out people lose 10 pounds in a week you're like what the hell happened yeah. sorry just cussed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things that we, we really do forget sometimes it's the little things that really trip us up when it comes to to nutrition yeah you don't have to cut out everything you enjoy you just need to cut out the obvious bad things or enjoy them a little less often exactly and a little less amounts too <laughs> yes i i like i like the three bites thing that's that's uh, that's going to be my takeaway from this, this podcast is I can have three bites of chocolate cake. <laughs> and now there's there's less social pressure too, right? Like, why aren't you getting dessert? Why aren't you doing this? But you're still having, you're just not eating that much of it. And no one probably will ever ask you a question about it. Well, that's great because you can still tell grandma that, you know, the cookies were amazing because you tried them. So that, that's a fantastic strategy for the holidays. Exactly. I love that. Okay, so I don't want to keep you too long here, but I want to make sure that people do stop and go to nourishperformance.com. There will be a link somewhere near this video or audio, depending on where you are listening. Stop by, make sure that you subscribe and follow Jonathan on social media because you'll find that the approach, as you can see or hear, that he takes to this is a little more forgiving, a little more freeing than a lot of what you'll find out there. And I know in my own journey of, you know, going from, about 200 pounds down to a much healthier weight for somebody who was five foot tall. That was a big key to it was figuring out that you've got to forgive yourself for certain things. You've also got to make a few rules that you generally follow, set those goals and get help when you need it. You know, that was huge for me was finding people that I could work with that could point me in the right direction. Cause you set me free in a gym. I'm going to hurt myself on something unless I'm supervised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the person who becomes as means. Um, so I encourage you guys to make sure you connect with him. Go take a look at the blog, especially the one on binge eating. If you have ever struggled with that, you're going to find that helpful. So is there any parting thoughts that you want to leave people with here? Uh, keep it simple. Um, 
you know, do make sure you're eating real food first off uh, and exercise, you know, get some in. It doesn't have to be an hour a day every day, but you need to be moving your body every day. Uh, and that'll get you a, a long ways towards health uh, as well as getting more, more in shape. Awesome. So keep That's it simple. Make sure that you're moving and do go follow Jonathan. Get some help if you're looking for what diet is right or what eating plan is right for you. What's going to make you feel good? He can help you with that, point you in the right direction. And uh, we'll make sure that we uh, get updates on the Rule for the Busy program. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on and uh, letting me pick your brain for a few minutes. And people are going to find your approach a little different than what they probably heard and a little more empowering. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Everybody, make sure that you hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening and catch the next episode. I'll see you then.